0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: For all all things ATL. ATL! For for everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, 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 your host... Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peace Street Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download Peace Street Football, subscribe to Peace Street Football, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Peace street football is there bo morgan is yet another hump day how we feeling on a wednesday morn squid billy
0: i mean we're dreary um it's real yeah. rainy outside it was a uh, you know got woke up in the night with storms and right wind and everything so uh now we got a flash flood um i had a little, I this little icon on my computer that kind of gives an update on what the weather is uh-huh. and uh Yesterday during Dixon and said tornado. Oh, and right. As we do, as we do the uh, we do the this episode of Peachtree Football today, it says flash flood. So it's kind of hey, we're all yes. over the
1: place. But um, Mother Nature's going crazy
0: right now. Yeah, this is one of those. Uh, you and I had a conversation off the air yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of letting you into the seasons for me. And it's always, you know, the seasons aren't aren't short they're not super long. It's not like we do baseball or basketball, but these NFL seasons have their own trials and tribulations Yep, um, with length. And because of college football mixed in and, and and with the way we travel. Um, So it's, um, it's, you kind of develop relationships with people with, you know, with on the road with, you know, your people that you travel with as far as like your logistics people. And, you know, you, there's players and coaches sometimes that you develop relationships with um equipment guys you know the whole thing and it's kind of like a, a community Phil. and it's um it's kind of like when you start the season you see all those people again in training camp and, and 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 then obviously there are new people that come in and um you and then one day it's just over right and you don't see, you don't see a majority <laughs> of those people uh you know you always talk to pr and some coaches here and there and stuff but um it's kind of like boom you're off so it's kind of a weird transition the way it goes I don't I don't know if a lot of people um kind of understand you know kind of it's it's just a different different thing and it's it's a cool part that you get to know different people and, and have different relationships but it's also like I won't see a lot of these people again until um you know maybe a mini camp or, a, or 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 even training camp next year yeah. you know? so um it's or this you know in, in i guess now it's this year but uh you know be in july so it's just kind of it's kind of weird how the season ends like that but this could be the end for this well this will be the end for us um after tampa
1: yeah it it comes and it goes so it, it's it's definitely a thing but you guys should have like a mini going away party or something i don't know I, i'm in probably- no,
0: everybody's <laughs> happy to go man everybody's hey, right, happy there. to go yeah no it's not like that because there's a lot of sad to it because there's some players you'll never yeah. see again uh, as far as right. um on it, as far as part of this team and i right. tell everybody that every year a you know that plane or whatever that travel group there's 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 guys that will never be in it again you know it, it's yeah. just and again it doesn't affect me as much as it affects some of those guys um but you develop, you know, fandom of cheering for certain guys or coaches or for sure. um, whatever. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always a little bit of sadness when it comes to the season ending. Plus, we lose football.
1: Right. Um, it's a bittersweet so moment. Definitely now we're just, bit-
0: watching, we're just watching football as regular fans and not fans of our team. So, you know, bittersweet.
1: Definitely going to be a bittersweet moment when all is said and done after this Sunday when the Falcons play their final Game of the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which we now know is Sunday at one o'clock. So going to be a a regular game time for the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have already clinched the NFC South. And now there's a lot of talk about whether or not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should play their starters, Bo Morgan. And as far as we've been hearing from the Tampa Bay side, they're going to play. Tom Brady's going to play. It seems like Mike Evans is going to play. It seems like this the, the starters are going to play and I see it from both sides. Obviously, you don't want any injuries to happen and that's why you would want the starters to sit. However, on the other side of that coin, you maybe if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you want to play because your offense is just now starting to get back in the in a rhythm after you dropped away. I think it was 31. On the Carolina Panthers, you had a big day against the Panthers. So, you want to maybe kind of keep that mojo going into the playoffs because you are going to be playing in the wild card. So, maybe you want to keep a little bit of that rhythm going. So, I see it both ways. How do you see it, Squid?
0: Um, Yeah, I would play a majority, but I would also rest guys. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I-, I think Leonard Fournette's a guy that's banged up. I don't see the point in playing him right julio jones whatever don't play him (laughs) um mike evans i would probably play evans for a while yeah uh, because i think him and tom brady got in a little bit of a rhythm yeah um i think you have to be careful resting guys because you know you only have so many players you can't rest everyone and yeah there's guys that you don't want to play but you can't rest these people say rest your starters well this is a league like looking on defense you know you can only rest so many guys. I'd probably rest uh, uh, Vita Vea. I'd mm-hmm. probably rest uh, Levante David. But you can't rest everyone. Um, you know, you're banged up. You got injuries you're dealing with. I'd rest Fournette. I would probably rest Tristan Wirfs because he's been banged up. Um, but you can't rest Donovan Smith and Wirfs. Um, You yeah. know, you uh, you can't re- Russell Gage might be. A, he's a guy that's starting to heat up. Um, he's been hurt a lot this year, though. Where's he at physically? Mm-hmm. So I would rest the guys that uh, are key guys that are really banged up, and, and where I can, and I would play the rest. And I think it's, you know, it's not so simple anymore when people say, "Oh, just rest, guys." It's a little bit harder than that. Um, it is easier with the the standard elevations that they have now from practice squad and when they expanded practice squad. There has been parts of it easier, but. You can't rest everyone. You probably played your best game last week offensively for sure. Um Tom Brady did this year. So yeah. it's kind of a, you know, it's one of those situations where um I think you rest a few key guys, some older guys or some guys that are dealing with injury, but other than that, I think you run their you run the team out there and try to try to try to hope that you um stay as healthy as you can.
1: So as far as Tom Brady goes, you playing him the entire game, you playing him a half. How long you have old Tom throwing the rock out there? I'd probably play him for at least a half. Okay. Um, you know,
0: I, I, I think the, I think the game plan could dictate a lot of it. They want to go win this game. There's no doubt Tom Brady wants to win his last right. regular season game as a Buck and possibly ever. Um, I think it's pretty, pretty clear he's probably not coming back to Tampa, uh, the yeah. way it seems. But um. Yeah, I would – I mean, he might say, I want to play the whole game, and that might be what you do. So, I think a veteran like Tom Brady, you give him that chance. Um, but I also think, there. what's the point of dropping back 50 times, you know? Yeah. Let's see Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White uh, run the ball a little bit. And, uh, you know, I I, mean, I know Bernard has kind of been hurt on and off all year, Um So you probably won't see him. But let's see Keyshawn Vaughn, Rashad White. Let's elevate, maybe elevate a player from the practice squad. I give Fournette, I told you already. I think he deserves time off. He's playing injured. And let's go from there. Bob in Tampa.
1: Before we take our first look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I do want to ask you this, Squid. Any chance, do you have any feeling and any rhyme or reason that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could make an extended run in these playoffs. Seems like they might be getting hot at a good time. Do you think that was just, you know, uh, against the Carolina Panther team um, who had, I think, uh, J.C. Horn was still out and, you know, maybe they just had a good game? Or is there something to what the Buccaneers are starting to be able to do and are they getting hot for the right time in the playoffs and could they make a little run and, and maybe get an upset or two in there?
0: Well, that Panthers team had just came off a thrashing of uh, of Detroit, which coming in was one of the three or four hottest teams in the league. Right. So I don't think it was – they didn't go in there and beat up a team that was reeling and banged up. I mean, that's not a – you know, I've heard people throw that out, and I know that wasn't necessarily your your yeah. opinion. You're just throwing out what you heard people are. That's, that's a crap – that's crap. That team yeah. was hot. And they were playing for the division. Carolina could have won the division if they right. won last week. Right. Um. Sam Darnold was coming in playing really good football. Uh, now he didn't have a great game; he had a big fumble late in the game that really hurt him. But coming in, he was playing good uh, since he had, uh, uh, you know, gotten off the injury, the IR, and kind of finally gotten his shot this season as, probably like the third or fourth quarterback to get a shot. Um, but sure, I mean, look, they're gonna they're gonna be the four seed with a home playoff game. So, um, they'll play seven, and five and six will play each other, right? So, they will they could play right. Seattle. Um, they could play Detroit. They could mm-hmm. play Green Bay. If Seattle loses, Detroit beats Green Bay, Detroit goes. If Green Bay wins, no matter what Seattle does, Green Bay plays. So, I think that would be a tougher game for them because it does feel like Green Bay's finally got it. Aaron Rodgers has got it cooking. Yeah. Um, but that's a matchup that that Tampa Bay – uh, the last three or four years, since Brady's been there, they have they have there. pretty much owned the yep. Packers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and because one of the reasons has been that that defensive line, uh, Vita Veya, now they don't have uh, Shaquille Barrett or um, Pierre Paul, who they've had in the past few years, so their pass rush isn't as good as it, it was in the past, but... You know, with Golston and, and Hicks and Vitavea, you'd like to think maybe, and even Raheem Nunez, uh, uh, Roaches, um, th- those are guys that can that can push that interior pocket. Those aren't small dudes, and that's where you give guys like Aaron Rodgers trouble. It's where Tom Brady has trouble. That interior push is why I want the Falcons. Everybody wants to talk about an edge rusher. I'm like, yeah, I'd love an I'd love an All Pro edge rusher too, but I would just assume have that interior push, which helps create. All right sacks for those edge guys. I can tell you now, Ebbie uh, Katie has, um, he has what th- two and a half sacks on the season. Um, Grady Jarrett has six. Grady leads the team. If um, and Lorenzo Carter's got four. So your edge guys, I'm looking at. Uh, let's see, four, five about five sacks from your edge players that are yep. healthy right now. Uh, if you had better interior push, I'd like to say you'd at least have 15 sacks from those guys. katie has mm. been really close. But mm. when guys can step up in pockets, they can elude and evade the rush, and that hurts you. So, um, so I think back to the original point is I've gotten off on a tangent here about pass rush. But, yeah, I think Tampa could make a run because I think Tampa could beat Seattle – Detroit or Green Bay, if they're playing well, um, I think Green Bay is the one that would give them the most trouble, to be honest with you. Yeah, because that's that that's a team with the elite quarterback and elite quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. What do they do? And what do they do? They win playoff games. They're known for that. So yeah. yeah, I think they could make a small run. Now, I mean, I also think that one of those teams could knock off an Eagles team, or okay. I don't think either. I don't know if I don't think either of those teams are beating San Francisco. Yeah. Um. I think they could beat Minnesota. Sure. I think there's Mm -hmm. a chance. Um. I'm not saying Minnesota won't beat them. I'm saying that they have a better chance. I don't think they can. I think the team that 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 Tampa Bay does not want to see is San Francisco. No. Because they're they're so physical up front defensively, and they've got weapons that could spread that, uh, that and they could kind of neutralize the Tampa front seven a little bit with their weapons on offense. So, um, sure. Yeah. I think they could make a a, a little run, win a, maybe a game or two. Sure, no nope. no reason why they can't. When you okay. have Tom Brady, there's no reason why you don't rule anything out anymore.
1: Right, right. Tom Brady has showed us that he can pull off anything, anytime, any place, any situation. Tom Brady it has all has an ace up his sleeve most more times than not. So anything is possible. You just got to get in the dance, and anything is possible after that. That goes for anybody, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And just real quick to add to your point about pass rush. I agree. When we talk about the Falcons adding an edge rusher, we need that too. We also need somebody to go next to big Grady And We've been saying that for a long time too. Just as long as we've been saying we need another edge rusher, we need another dominant pass rusher. We need another person to go next to Grady Jarrett to take some pressure off of him. And that's going to help our pass rush worlds it's going to make our pass rush worlds better so that that's a good call there we honestly we'll, and we'll talk about this as the offseason goes along but we need to draft in my opinion pretty close to all defense and and a lot of interior uh, positions on my opinion but we'll we'll get to that another another day another time or the place what we need to do right now is take our first look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you've been, you've been talking about, I mean, you've been sprinkling in some nuggets. So again, this is a team clinched the NFC South already can't move up, can't move down in the seating. So while there still is an NFL game to be played, we're not exactly sure what we're going to get. We think we know we're going to get, and we talked about that at the top, but Does it make it harder to game plan if you're Arthur Smith not really knowing what you're going to get? So the question is, are you planning just as you're going to face a regular Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, like just regular starters and things like that? Is that what you're kind of game plan for? Or at this point, are you more worried about what you need to do? Well, you're always more worried about what you need to do. But as far as game planning for the opposition goes, how is Arthur Smith doing that this week?
0: Well, you're game planning for their scheme okay. and how they play. I mean, it doesn't – look, yes, certain guys in games change the uh, – how well you can execute stuff and the ability to do certain things. Yeah. But if Tyler Algier doesn't play Sunday, do you think the Falcons suddenly aren't going to run the ball 40 times? Nope. No. They're, they might not run it in effect – or they're going to try, I should say. Right. Uh, so they're not – They might not run it as effectively, but you can bet your ass that Arthur Smith still wants to run that ball. So, you know, if certain guys don't play, they're still running their scheme. You're still got to – you still know what the tendencies of a Byron Leftwich wants to do or what, you know, um, Todd Bowles essentially wants to do. Uh, I know that, you know, Todd Bowles is really calling the defense for this team um, if you want to get right down to it. But – you know that's not changing the tendencies of what Byron wants to do and Brady, how Brady wants to play the offense. Now it might be a toned down more conservative version because they've already clinched, but you can no starters or starters. They're still Tampa. They're still going to run their defense, they're still going to run their offense. Um, it's just going to be a, maybe a version that's not as good or executes as well. But no, it does. You still game plan the same. And, and Arthur is, look, he's going to attack a Todd Bowles defense. That's what he's looking at. Not who is playing in it, but what the tendencies that Todd wants to do. He knows Todd Bowles. Bowles have been in this league for a while um, and been a successful DC, um, very successful defensive coordinator. Not as much as a head coach, but a very successful. He's one of the top five defensive coordinators in the league. There's no doubt about that. That's why the guy has gotten multiple head coaching jobs. Um, and, and he deserves that credit. And, look, that's what Arthur's planning for. He's planning on going against a Todd Bowles coach defense. So, they're going to be watching film in the last four or five games. Uh, he's going to know Todd's tendencies. Just like with Byron Lefwich, it doesn't matter if Kyle Trask or what Blaine Gabbert's running that offense. <laughs> he's going to he's going to prepare for what Byron's tendencies are and Byron how Byron wants to call offense and what they've done the last four or five games. It doesn't matter who lines up your when you're game planning. Now, yeah, there's no doubt you do game plan for certain players, but right. as a whole, you know, if you don't see Vita Vea out there at nose tackle, um, you'll probably make that adjustment moving forward at some point in the game. As guys kind of hurt you, don't hurt you, but you're still, you're still main game plan is against that style of defense. If that makes sense,
1: for sure. There's no and
0: doubt. That, I don't want to uh, knock There's no doubt that you game plan for certain players. Yeah. But it's built into your game plan based on how you want to attack that defense, right? Because right. they're because those players don't play the whole game. So yeah. how you do things when guys are in or out, you have a plan for that as well. It's I can't tell you because I'm not in those rooms, but I can tell you what I can tell you is that this isn't some BS game plan. This thing <laughs> is intricate. It's got all yeah. kinds of built-in. Scenarios, and that's what they plan for. That's why these guys put in 18, 19 hours a day at their office because they're planning for those things. You know, they Mm -hmm. that's their job. Guys are hurt every week in the NFL, guys don't play, guys get hurt in the games, and you adjust. They're ready for all of that. So, when I say they're still planning for a Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles um, offense and defense, respectively, that's a that's a hole because you can bet your ass what Todd wants to do is built into his game plan, whether Vita Veya is in there or not.
1: That's right. So they're keeping the same scheme either way it goes, no matter the personnel. And like you said, some personnel, uh, uh, you know, makes makes it easy, either easier or harder, depending on which side you're on, to execute said scheme and said game plan, or makes it harder to game plan for said scheme or game plan. Um, but either way it goes, those things are going to be the same. Let's jump over to the Falcons' side. Four minute here, Bo, and at this point, you are playing for because you know they're not. It's not that they're not playing for anything. If you guys are playing for contracts. Guys are playing to be brought back. Um, guys are playing for you know the still to get the respect of their teammates, and and guys are playing to be to to show that they're the starting quarterback going into next year. So there's a lot of guys playing for a lot of things coming into this game for the Atlanta Falcons. So, um, I mean, guys like Caleb McGary and things like, and Rashawn Evans, you know, guys who are heading into free agency and are on, and on one-year deals. I mean, do you think that Arthur Smith has a – Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, do you think those guys have a pretty good idea of, you know, where they stand with those guys um, and, you know, kind of just want to see how they finish out the season? Or are, are you thinking that, you know, not no matter what happens, but do you think they have a pretty pretty good idea that, you know, okay, we think we want to bring this guy back. Okay, you know, we we think we want to at least offer this guy a contract. Like, how much is this week going to alter any decisions about, you know, personnel for Arthur Smith and Terry Fondo
0: Well, I think you're always evaluating guys. Yeah. Um, How they finish. How do you finish a season when there's – there's no, there's no future uh, as far as playoffs. Right. Um, Are you, you know, cause you, there are certain guys that if they're borderline and they just don't finish out strong or they're quitters, you don't want those guys in a locker room. You For don't sure. want to lose their mentality in that and around the team. I would tell you that most of these guys, I, I would, I would bet, I would, I would find it hard to find guys that are like that. And if they are, maybe they're on their way out or right. they weren't guys that you really wanted in there anyways. Right. And they were in a set, you know, you just picked the guy up and, you probably didn't. You probably already knew that about that person. It's not hard to figure out who really loves the game and who really wants it and who wants the future. Um, but sh- I, I think at this point, going into week 18, yeah, you've got a pretty good feel on the guys that you'd like to bring back or at, at least offer contracts and attempt to bring back. Yeah. I don't think there's any secret at this point in the season. Um, you've, you've played too many games. It's too far down the road. So you know, your valuation is just continuing. You know, it's more of the young guy valuation, like a guy right. like Troy Anderson, who mm-hmm. his snap counts has picked up over the last few weeks. You know, how does Michael Walker handle um, losing all these snap counts and trying to? You know, can he be a guy because maybe he's the guy next to Anderson next year? And if you can't bring back Rashawn Evans, who's probably made himself some money, yeah, um, he's, I think so. He stepped in and really taken over the. You know, we I love Foyer Lucon who's uh gonna lead the league in tackles for a second straight year. But um which is amazing and and you, and I love I tell you what I've always loved this is such a good guy. Yep. But hell, uh you know Rashawn Evans has got 154 tackles himself, um which is which is by the way, that's fifth in the league.
1: Top so five. So
0: is you know that's a guy you maybe won't buy because he's stepped in, yeah. he's had his moments, but he's played pretty well so you're evaluating some of these young guys. How do your bodies break down? You know, Darren Hall is a guy, Cornell Armstrong in the secondary, D. Alford. Those are guys that you'd like to see continued progression. I think Isaiah Oliver is a guy who uh, believes on a on a, uh, maybe on a one or two. I mean, he might this might be a free agent year for him again, but um, he's a guy that's coming off injury. And he's really stepped up the last few weeks. I mean, he had yeah. a great game last week. He had, a, he had nine tackles with a sack, a couple of pass breakups. Um, I know the sack was a blitz, but he he got there and made the play.
1: Got there um, quick, too.
0: So that's a guy that you want, you're want. you probably looking at to see how he's recovered from that injury. And that's a guy you maybe want to bring back and play in that nickel. He makes you stronger in right. that nickel spot, especially if you can get um, a Casey Hayward back and maybe add a guy in the draft. That, that, you know, it's a couple of guys. It's a guy. A couple of guys playing on Monday night that you could be looking at. There's a guy at Alabama Mm -hmm. who's probably gonna be a first round pick, one of the best DBs in the. And I think it's I think it's Benton or or Brenton. I can't remember uh, uh, 100% uh, of his last name, but um, that guy can play some ball. Um, And and those are you know that's a position that you might you might look at taking um, in the draft. You you just never know. Um, So. You know those, so yeah, you're always, um, you're always kind of evaluating in, in that aspect. But the guys that that you think you want back, uh, Branch is his name. I don't know why I screwed Brian Branch is the, the DB from Alabama's name. But yeah, the guys that you know you want to bring back, I think at this point you already know. But you're yeah. still evaluating young guys and how guys that, you know develop and that kind of stuff. So there's always something to be taken. And there's a lot of guys in this game that are playing for their next job, whether it's right. here or someone else. And you're still putting film out, and you could make a play that defines. There's a there's gonna be a play that defines your career next year or your or your or where you're at next year, whether you make a play or you give up on a play or you don't make a play. And most guys don't give up, but you know what I mean, right? Um, so even if this team's not evaluating, the players have to go out there and know that they're being evaluated maybe by someone else.
1: Isaiah Oliver, by the way, he is on a one-year deal this year, so he will be a free agent uh, going into this offseason. So hopefully the Atlanta Falcons can and will bring him back, but that is yet to be seen. Another guy that has played well this season and maybe had a bit of a a chip on his shoulder this season is Caleb McGarry. And, Bo, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about him real quick because he has played very well this year. He has, you know, had his struggles at times. I mean, everybody has their struggles at times. The offense, the NFL season we just talked about earlier is a roller coaster of a season with all its different trials and tribulations for everybody. But just off your gut reaction, do you think Caleb McGarry gets a second contract with the Atlanta Falcons or is it any, or is he in a different uniform next year? If you just had to guess. Uh, I would guess right now that
0: um that he's here. i I, okay. I would think that he's a priority to bring back. Um, okay. i I personally think you could probably get him at a better price than you could get someone in the open market, and I think that's right. a big deal, right um, You know, I, I know there's probably people that disagree with me, but to me, you know, what's out there? Is it going to be better? And how much more is it going to cost you? Because while you have right. money, Good point. you'd like to be able to upgrade more, you know, more positions. I think the interior – I think McGarry's played enough to bring back. To me, it's the left guard in the center is the spot that I would really need to be looking at to address. That's the way I see it. Um, now, people might disagree with me, but to me, has shown you enough that he, he should
1: be back. Um, and there, And there is something to say about keeping that right side of the offensive line intact as well. You know, obviously, Chris Lindstrom at right guard, uh, Caleb McGarry at right tackle. There is something to keeping that side of the offensive line intact because chemistry on the offensive line is crucial. I mean, we saw what happened, and there was a lot of things that went right in that Super Bowl season for the Atlanta Falcons. But one big thing is that that offensive line—they played all 16 games together, Squid. So keeping some continuity, you probably won't keep all the continuity on the offensive line going into this. Offseason because you need to make the offensive line better in some ways, and you know, you can't necessarily be better unless you change personnel. So keeping some con- continuity on the offensive line will be important. But we will go ahead and wrap things up here on this edition of Peach Street Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peach Street Football, and we are wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. On Friday, we will be giving you our regular preview. We'll give you some matchups to watch. We will give you some keys to the game. I'll give you the Dylan's deciding factor. And we will make our score predictions as well. So, for Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. Again, like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcasts. Until we talk to you guys on Friday, peace. Peace.